0: Solara Starr is a UK-based advanced law of attraction teacher trainer, coach, public speaker and leading wellness expert. She will share life-changing wisdom about the law of attraction and how you can use this powerful universal law to build a foundation for bigger and bolder manifesting results. It is time to create the life you deserve and with Solara's help, you will. And a very, very warm welcome once again to Manifesting Made Easy. I am Solara Star and I'm connecting with you all the way from the very, very beautiful United Kingdom. It is so lovely that you chose to tune in and listen to the show today. How much fun did we have on the last episode with the Wouldn't It Be Nice If game? One of my favorite all-time games. And I have to say... As I was sharing it with you last week, it reminded me just how many manifestations have come into fruition as a result of playing that game. So I feel very, very honored to be able to share that with you. And it'd be nice to know some of your feedback on how you have found the game for yourself and what wonderful things have happened as a result of you playing it. Once again, thank you very much for taking the time to email in and ask me questions and give me your feedback on the show. I really appreciate it. It's really nice to know that you are benefiting from our time together and I thought today what we would do is take a little bit of a deeper dive into some of the law of attraction history. Of course, if we were going to do all of it, we would be here for a very long time But it's nice to know this powerful tool has been around for a very, very, very long time. We're going to go back to 391 BC, but I can assure you it goes back way further than that. So it might surprise you that the term, the law of attraction itself, was first used all the way back in 1877 by a book called Isis Unveiled by Helena Blavatsky. I haven't personally read that, but I have heard that it is very good. But like I said, the concept itself goes back even further. As early as 391 BC, when the Greek philosopher Plato, he stated like tends towards like, I remember hearing that years and years ago, somebody said to me, like energy attracts like energy, and I didn't really know what it meant until I took a deeper dive into the law of attraction. And on reflection, it certainly does. I've got some wonderful friends who are a bit wacky and a little bit weird, and of course they're just reflecting me. (laughs) Anyway, other ideas relating to how the law of attraction works can also be found in so many ancient texts. And we saw one example from Buddha, um, which we discussed uh, earlier on in one of the earlier episodes. And Buddha said, all that we are is a result of what we have thought. That itself just brings it back home, just how important our thoughts are. Later on in our podcasts, Uh, What I'm doing to start with is building the foundational understanding of the law of attraction, but we're going to take a little bit of a deeper dive and look at why some of the manifestations don't work. So make sure that you follow the podcast trail because I'm going to be leading us all the way down a very, very exciting rabbit hole on how to truly become a master manifester. So followers of new thought a uh, new thought is a movement that was developed in America in the 19th century it's considered to have been derived from some of the un- unpublished writings of Phineas Quimby um, so the followers of new thought believe that there is a creative energy within within the world and within all people actually and many such followers teach the use of affirmations of prayer and the power of thought to make our lives whatever we choose them to be. Of course, there is an air of caution with some of this because if we are coming to the law of attraction for self-gain purposes only, generally tend to find our manifestations don't happen. If they happen, we get the opposite of what we want or we don't get what we want at all. Therefore, it's very, very important to make sure that our manifestations aren't driven by ego-based desires. And I had to learn that the hard way myself, because for a long time I was living in lack. I felt desperate for things to manifest in my relationships, in my financial sector, in every sector, actually, if I'm completely brutally honest. And I didn't really know back then that a lot of my desires were driven by lack and the kind of egoic um, deficient aspect of self, if you like. And that's why manifesting just felt like it was such hard work. It felt like it was trying to start one of the old cars that you had to start 10 times and you'd hear that awful screech in the engine before finally the engine would start its rumble. That's what manifesting was like for me in the early days. And I think it's very, very important to remember that there is a darker side of manifesting. I don't mean to sound kind of deep and cynical, but there is. It's so important that we make sure that we don't manifest from our own wounds, wounds being fear, lack, desperation, worry, greed, because what happens is we invite a very low vibrational energy signature into the manifestation as a result of coming from that kind of frequency. It's very important for me just to interject that periodically throughout our time together, because if you are, or anybody is coming from that uh, emotional state, it only then attracts more of the same. And of course, we don't want to attract more of the same. We're coming to manifesting because we want emotional, physical, spiritual freedom and not kind of looping around painful patterns and cycles. Therefore, I always recommend if you feel that something is coming from a place of of lack of any kind to stop manifesting completely until you can realign your energy to the energy of love, which is the vibration of You know what universe i would love this but if you've got something better for me i'd have that instead i want this to be for the highest good of all or not at all and nobody to be harmed or hurt by me getting uh, this desire and this desire does need to be in alignment with my life path with my purpose and really bless the world in its process. And when we can begin to realign ourselves in that way, then manifestations start to come through thick and fast. So you'll know because things will just happen easily. You won't have to do a huge amount. Everything will just flow naturally and easily. So what we can do is set the intention to become that master manifester. And having that awareness that perhaps my manifestation is coming from a limited viewpoint at the moment, and I'm going to stop manifesting until I can realign to a higher vibration. And like I said, we can set that intention to become true masters and connect with the divinity of um, manifesting, not manifesting from a wound, but manifesting from that divine divinity energetic frequency. So negative thoughts and this is the new thought followers believe that negative thoughts and feelings can create stress and over a prolonged period of time they can make people sick you know I had a a very very tricky start to life and kind of incubating in a very negative environment like many of us have done and you know, after a while, I did suffer from severe anxiety, debilitating depression at times. I also struggled with autoimmune um, disease activation, and it did make life very, very tricky and challenging. But it's not surprising because of how I was incubating in my earlier part of life. So if we want to live a happier life, a healthy life, it is important to be able to, first of all, be able to visualize what it is that we would like to experience and see ourselves healthy and abundant in every single area of life. And to hold our thoughts, to focus on that of which we desire rather than that of which we fear. And then we just allow the universe to perform the magic and bring us the perfect teachers, the perfect healing modalities that can help us shift our frequency and heal our frequency and bring the perfect Uh, people that, like I said, and teachers along a pathway to help make our desire manifest. So it is important to be able to be clear on what it is that you desire, and then be able to create a clear picture in your mind. Some people do struggle with the visualization aspect of things. So what you could do is create yourself a beautiful vision board that you can just look at every day. And as you sit back and you just visualize it, you can just jump into the vision board and experience it as your reality. And I actually found that to be one of the most powerful manifesting tools I have ever used. It's just pretending that what I want has already happened, but not from a point of view of pushing or forcing, just playing, and then it was only a matter of time that the very thing that I wanted ended up materializing into my physical reality. Some didn't, and I have to say I'm quite grateful for the ones that didn't, because the universe has an uncanny way of protecting us, and sometimes what we think we want isn't actually aligned or isn't going to be healthy for us, it's going to cause us some kind of issues or problems in some way or another. So some of our journey is also learning to trust the universe, that the universe will only bring us what is in perfect alignment and affinity to our being. And if something goes by us, it's because it's not meant for us. And if we try and force it to come to us, it creates a diseased manifestation. And through that disease, can come all sorts of problems that I promise you, you really don't want to be navigating. So if I can save you some time and energy in the process, then I will. I'm just going to go and let my little dog in. He's scratching at the door. Two seconds. bless his little heart he absolutely loves to be in my office with me and he will literally scratch and scratch and scratch until I open it <laughs> so it's really really lovely to see you know focus determination consistency and dedication gets you results doesn't it Teddy anyway he's on my lap right now those of you who follow me on social media you'll see that he is the sweetest and cheekiest little Yorkshire Terrier ever and every day I learn so much from him So the law of attraction, let's have a little look like kind of 1800s, 1900s. There is an author and great spiritual teacher called Rolf Waldo Trine and he wrote a book called In Tune with the Infinite. And what I absolutely love about one of the uh, sentences in his book is he says, determine resolutely to expect only what you desire and then you will attract only what you wish for. And that's such a powerful reminder. And I think it's very important for us to be reminded of these from time to time because these great teachers lived extraordinary lives and actually changed the lives of billions of people. Now, that's why it is so important to be very, very clear on what you want. But I also believe that in master manifestation and of course the soul journey as well, is sometimes what we think we want isn't necessarily healthy for us, right for us, or what we want at all. So that's why it is important to also hold and have some kind of flexibility in the process where we say to the universe, you see this? I would absolutely love that. But if you have something better for me, then I will have that instead and trust it. So kind of like the slogan for today is what what is meant for us will come to us and what isn't meant will go by us. And master manifestations are completely okay with that because they understand the diseased manifestation process. So then we look at Wallace Wattles, another very famous uh person, uh, wrote the book called The Science of Getting Rich. You may have Um, read that yourself or certainly heard of it and I love one of his quotes in there and he says do not sit down and try to attract the thing you want to you but begin to move towards the thing you want and you will find it coming to meet you and I love that because in the early days of manifesting for me it was all about just imagining what I wanted and expecting the universe just to bang my door down the car just to land on my drive my dream soulmate just to land on the sofa next to me. I didn't really have the impression you had to do anything other than visualize and get into the feeling and what you'd want would just fly to you like magic. Of course, it took a little bit of time for me to really understand the law of attraction to realize it absolutely does not work like that. (laughs) I'm so sorry to let you know that, but it really doesn't. It's really, really important that we take action, because Wallace Wattles also goes on to say, action and reaction are equal. And the person who steadily and purposefully moves forward with one thing in view becomes a center towards the thing he seeks, drawn with irresistible power. How lovely is that? So remember that we do also need to take action. The law of attraction isn't about enabling us to become lazy, to become greedy it's unfortunately over time uh, a lot of kind of egoic manifestations have taken place as a result of not fully understanding the dynamics and the energetic frequencies behind the law of attraction and i know from personal experience and as i'm working more and more to understand this profound and phenomenal law i'm understanding just how important it is just to be more in a state of allowing Allowing the energetic freak, our energetic frequencies to be open, expansive, attuned to love, not attuned to greed, manipulation or fear. So that could be an intention that you could set going forward that actually I want to make sure that from now on, if I feel or get a hint that there's any desperation, worry, lack or greed behind any of my manifestations, I'm going to stop until I can heal that energetic wound. And once I've healed that wound, I can then carry on with my manifestations and I'm more likely then to get the results that I want. Or if I don't get the results that I want, I will actually be okay with that as well. So then we've also got one of my favorite authors. We've got Florence Scovel Shin. Her um, book was, well, one of her books, actually, one of my favorite books, The Game of Life and How to Play It. And although I was brought up in a Christian household, I certainly didn't follow any religion or Christianity as I grew up. And she is Christian. So I was a little bit skeptical as to whether I was going to read this book. But I'm so pleased that I did. This lady is one powerful cookie as we say in the united kingdom so her book the game of life and how to play it was published in 1925 and she was um considered to be quite ahead of her time but if we look at the law of attraction goes way back before 391 bc we realize that actually she wasn't really but I guess in this day and age, it was considered to be so. And going along the kind of trajectory that we're talking about with carelessness with um, spiritual laws, Florence believed that carelessness with the laws of metaphysics, so spiritual laws like the law of attraction, the law of projection, etc., can cause undesirable life events. And the carelessness comes from not fully understanding the vibration behind What we are putting out into the universe. And if we're coming from the uh, coming under the umbrella of fear, which is emotions such as greed and lack and worry and anxiety and doubt, hopelessness, grief, and such like, we can actually then unintentionally cause undesirable events in our manifestation. So it is really, really important to work more on aligning with the frequency of love. It sounds a little bit hippie and a little bit wishy-washy, but believe me, it's definitely something you're gonna to wanna to work on and tune into, especially if the law of attraction is something that you really enjoy, because otherwise you're just gonna be spending most of your time trying to undo some of the negative manifestations, or most of your time cursing the universe, wasting your, waving your fist up, like, where's my manifestation? And spending most of the time uh, kind of chasing your tail Uh, so to speak. So she is one of my favorite authors, it's definitely worth checking out one of her books and uh, she agrees it's very important to uh, be familiar with as many spiritual laws as possible. And then we look at, we're gonna look at a couple more before we close the episode for today, because some of these teachers, I've hand picked them because of the profound teachings that they bring to our planet and the difference actually that they've made in the lives of everybody around. So uh, Louise Hay, many of you would have heard of her. I became a licensed teacher of Louise Hay back in 2011. One of the best things I ever did because I realized no matter how much I was trying to manifest, I just was not getting the results that I wanted. And it occurred to me that I was so wounded, my inner child had suffered from so many wounds, so much hurt, so much resentment, so much pain, that the whole of my energetic field was calibrated more to the frequency of fear-based energy rather than love-based energy. And I knew that I had to go on a tangent to heal these frequencies if I wanted to raise my vibrations up to the level of the things that I desired to manifest. So I went on... on the teacher training, the best thing I ever did, like I say. If you have Louise Hay teachers in your country, I definitely think it's a good idea for you to attend one of those transformational weekends. I do run them here in the UK. I'm going to be running one with my dear friend Louise earlier on in the new year, so it might be worth just keeping a little eye out for that as well. But through her book, You Can Heal Your Life, she created increased interest in the law of attraction. And that's when it kind of like really started to take off as well as the mind-body connection. And that in itself is also a very important teaching when it comes to the law of attraction because our mind is connected to our body, our body is connected to our mind. And of course, what we think about will come about. So it's worth understanding that mind-body connection. And if you haven't read that book and you wanna take a deeper dive in your own healing journey, to accelerate your manifestation results, I highly recommend uh, reading or listening to that book. And I couldn't believe it when I I found out, sold over 50 million copies throughout the world. And this was 2019 I found this out, so I'm sure she would have sold way more um, since then as well. And of course, later on, the very, very powerful and popular book, The Secret, which took the world by absolute storm and how I came to understand and find out about the law of attraction has sold over 30 million copies worldwide. Again, I'm sure it's much more now. And thanks to this book, uh, I'm here teaching you right now. And thanks to this book, many millions of people's lives have been changed as a result of it. And the book explains how thoughts can change a person's life. Of course, I did then discover that actually it's not just thoughts. There's a lot more to the law of attraction than just thinking a happy thought. Um, but it did gain renewed global exposure, the whole law of attraction. It completely and utterly opened up this phenomenal portal of information for people and gave people, including me and probably you as well, hope you know that, that this isn't just our lot, we're not just stuck You know, life doesn't have to be this mundane Groundhog Day experience, which feels more like survival than anything else. So it helped people to realize that the power to change their life comes from within them. And I thoroughly enjoyed the book. It, it was a game changer for me, but I did realize actually after reading it that there was probably a lot more to the law of attraction and hence why I continued on this journey. I do explain a bit about my law of attraction journey in one of the beginning episodes, so maybe worth having a little look at that as well. And what I love about the author Rhonda Byrne, she's written loads of books since then. Um, She first became aware of the law of attraction when she was given the book The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Wattles. And the gift came at a particularly low point in her life. And her glimpse of the law of attraction changed her life forever as well. So we've got lots on our gratitude list, I think. Thank you to these amazing teachers. And then, of course, history wouldn't be the same without mentioning Abraham Hicks' teachings. And of course, Esther and Jerry Hicks began publishing books about the law of attraction in 1995. Now, check this out. They are the authors of over 700 books. <laughs> that always blows my mind. It blows my mind because I started writing my first book a couple of years ago and I'm kind of we're on the third rewrite. Not kind of, I am on the third rewrite now, but. Um, It's just been a process of uh, constant evolution. And of course, their teachings, you may have heard them being referred to as Abraham Hicks teachings. And they're based on the idea that people have the power to create their own reality, again, of course, through their thoughts and their emotions. And this is really good now. We're starting to bring in some more information about just how important the emotion behind the manifestation is. Remember, Andy Dooley, one of my favorite teachers, always says, Feeling first, manifestation second. And and Jerry Hicks go on to explain that emotions act as a guidance system to help them navigate to where they want to go. So if we think about how Esten Jerry Hicks um, Show the emotional guidance scale in their book. Asking it is given. You'll see at the lower rungs, kind of like depicted as like a ladder, and the lower rungs of the ladder are the vibrations I referred to earlier on in the show, such as fear and worry and doubt and anxiety, etc. And many people were then understanding how their manifestations were driven by their emotional set point. And if we wanted to experience the results that we wanted, rather than what we didn't want, of course it would be important for us first of all, to recognize our emotional set point and then find a way to raise our vibration. So one of the questions Esther and Jerry Hicks asked is, am I having fun? And if the answer is yes, it is simply a case of keeping on going. And I absolutely love that book. Um, it was published in 2004. But I also found that no matter how much I was doing what they were saying, I was getting results, but I wasn't quite getting the results that I truly wanted. So it was a constant process of evolution and learning and growing and discovering and shedding of old layers of programming and emotional hurt and pain. And along the way, I discovered the very powerful process of emotional freedom technique, which is all about tapping on specific energy meridian points to unblock old energy. It's very, very powerful. I may do a separate episode on that at some point because I think that's very important along the manifestation journey. But it's also very important, right, to understand that our beliefs play a major role in what we experience from the law of attraction. So what I'm going to do on our next session is I'm going to share a beliefs exercise, a belief system exercise to help you to discover some of your core beliefs which are stopping and blocking your manifestations from happening. So these are sometimes hidden beliefs that it's a bit like an iceberg. We don't really notice what is underneath the water but there's actually more of the iceberg underneath the water than on top of the water. So our beliefs create the um, the view in which we see the world through. So I remember doing an exercise years and years ago and I had this this diary and it, it was, it, looking back I was thinking, how? Why, no wonder I had problems in my relationships because this particular book said all, all men are bastards. I was like, well how on earth am I ever going to attract a happy and healthy relationship if that's what my core belief was? And I thought, right, and I really wanted to attract a loving, kind, conscious, thoughtful, caring relationship in my life. And I knew that I would absolutely have to change that belief pattern if I stood a chance of attracting anything like that. So rest assured that diary got burnt. I wasn't just going to throw it away. I had to make sure that it had no energetic signature left on this realm. And I changed it. And I thought, well, what do I want to believe? Actually, I want to believe that There are good, kind, thoughtful, conscious, loving men out there. And from that day forward, I started working on my belief system. So we are going to be taking a deeper dive into beliefs next week because without looking at our beliefs, our manifestations are going to go a little bit wonky um, or we're just going to attract more of what we don't want and more which mirrors what is still left of our inner work to do on ourselves. Because from the moment we're born, we are predisposed to conditioning that has mold us, molded us into the way that we see the world today. And it does affect the way that we live our life. And We do generally tend to accept these conditionings as normal. Well, we don't even put thought to them whether they're normal or not, because we're unaware that we're unaware. And it's only when we want to upgrade our own life that we realize that something is amiss and we probably listen to a show like this or pick up a good book. And then we get, get a little bit of a nudge from the universe saying, you know, Solara or whoever, you know, have you looked at your belief patterns? Because that could be something that is stopping you from experiencing what it is that you want to experience in your life. So it's not until we want to upgrade or we realize we have something missing that we realize we have a limiting belief and programs that are holding us back. So that is something that we are going to be experiencing um, or discussing rather in our next podcast. So as usual, you can um, connect with me, if I can get my words out, connect with me on Facebook. So I've got a Facebook group called Become a Master Manifester. I do regular Law of Attraction clinics in that group, although for the next five weeks after tonight, I'm not going to be showing up as regularly just because I'm running a charity event where i teach meditation and mindfulness to people who are pretty poorly so it feels really nice to be able to bring them um, some relief and to teach them some of this magic meditation and mindfulness are very very powerful tools in the whole of the manifestation process i may do a little program on that as well um and yeah so uh, or you can connect with me on instagram so it's Solara star or visit my website www solarastar.com. It would be lovely to hear from you. So if you're listening to the show and you've got some time, just take a moment just to reach out. Send me a little message. Let me know how you're finding the show. Let me know if you have any questions. Uh, because I would absolutely love to share a little bit more. I've got a little bit of a bank of questions that are building up for one of my shows. So we're gonna do a and a answer show. I'm just waiting for a few more to build up and then I'm gonna run a podcast specifically answering your questions. Anyway, that's it for me for today. So trust that you've got something useful from this. You've got your thoughts and your heart aligned to the frequency of love so that you can become that powerful manifester that you are born to be. And I will be back with you at the same time next week. And in the meantime, sending lots and lots of love all the way from um, the overcast England but with a lot of sunshine in my heart. Take care. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. Solara Star will be back next week with great insights into the law of attraction. In the meantime, please visit solarastar.com.